welcome to Destiny Revival Ministries Sermon of the Week. Thank you for joining us. You can stay up to date through our social media or give from the link in the details. We hope this message blesses you. I want to uh, share some things with you this morning um, because how many of you realize we're going, we're, we're heading into some exciting times? Yeah. Uh, guys, I'm, 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 you know, as I minister to you right now, it's like I'm ministering from the Spirit. I, I cannot put it into words how I feel and what I'm sensing about what God is doing. We, there's a lot of things and we, we, with the houses got to be in order. And when I say that, that is in unity to the mind of the Spirit. Okay, in unity. Somebody say in unity to the mind of the Spirit. You say, well, yeah, I am in unity. I get that. Just remember, I want to remind you that uh, just because we are children of God doesn't mean that we can sometimes get in the flesh. Are you with me? How many of you realise that as a child of God, sometimes you've made mistakes? Anybody in the house? Sometimes you've said things that you shouldn't have said. Sometimes you, were, you got angry and you reacted. You know, instead of, uh, instead of uh, uh, you know, um, just thinking things through, taking a deep breath, holding off, allowing the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to come in. And, uh, you know, if you could, you could reverse course and swallow the words that came out of your mouth a few moments before that. Are you with me? Um, I'm saying all of that for a reason. Part of this is that, uh, uh, Peter himself, remember, I've used this example before. Peter had no ill motivation towards Jesus. He was doing, in his mind, he was doing a very noble thing. In fact, you know, he was there to say, Jesus, far be it from you. And when Jesus said that he's gonna have to go and die and that he'll be raised from the dead after three days, Jesus, Jesus was basically saying that. And Peter said to him, no, 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 far be it from you, Lord. And so Peter was saying, I will never let that happen. Jesus, I love you too much. I don't want any harm to come near you. Not on my watch, Jesus. Come on, that's the attitude of Peter. And yet Jesus looks at Peter and says, get behind me, Satan. For you are not mindful of the things of the Spirit. So in other words, you are mindful of the things of the flesh. You are reasoning with earthly reasoning. You are reasoning with earthly logic. You don't understand why I've come. The whole purpose, I mean, he's not getting into all of that. But, but Jesus then says, get behind me, Satan. So sometimes people full of God can, can be thinking not the thoughts of God. And they can be coming from a wonderful spiritual place in the time that they say it but yet it's not mindful of the will of the Father. It's not mindful of the purpose of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. And I'm preparing you in advance. <laughs> Somebody say stretching. I am feeling it right now. And I'm not operating based on feelings, but I can tell you, we are at the waterline. We are at the water banks. 
And, and I'm telling you right now, we have to be mindful of the things of the Spirit because where God is taking us, it will make no sense to your logic. And before you speak according to the logic and the way the natural looks like, and before you operate like Peter did, you've got to hold yourself back and say, no, this is beyond what we understand. And that's okay because God does things beyond our our earthly understanding. Come on. He says, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Come up higher. He's not saying that we can never think like Him. Are you with me? His ways are higher. His thoughts are higher than ours. That just simply means that we've got to come up higher so that we can see the way He sees. That's why the Bible says that those who, those who wait upon the Lord shall mount up with wings as eagles. They Come on, they shall, they'll, they'll, they'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. Are you with me. So when we begin to soar up, we begin to take on the mind of Christ. So His thoughts that are higher than ours and His ways that are higher than ours, we can begin to tap into that and not go over into that place where we become like Peter and we say, no, far be it from you. Or I don't understand that because our language is imperative in where we are going. Because in order to possess the land, it's going to take an army together. Amen. It's going to take an army that says, I don't understand how this is all going to take place. And guess what? You and me both. <laughs> I just have been around the block a little bit too much to understand God is in the business of making things appear that never were there to begin with. But it takes us first stepping over to the river. And as we take the staff and we put it to the water, the waters are gonna part. I promise you, I am sensing this so strongly on me here today. It's like I, I see in the Spirit right now that we are camped right by the riverside and God has brought us to the riverside. But at, I see four angels standing. I see two on my left and I see two on my right on the side of these riverbanks and I see them with great big trumpets. Are you with me? And they are there so that we can shift and move into this thing supernaturally because God is giving us the land. And there might be giants ahead, but God is not blind and God is not getting us to go into a place that He's also not able to equip us with the ability by the divine wisdom of Herod, of, of, of the divine wisdom of God that we can possess the land and take down and take off the heads of every single giant that we're about to face. Oh, come on, somebody. It's not in my notes. Speaking to you by the Spirit here this morning. the problem. And, and please understand, I'm about to reel this in and bring some balance to what I'm saying. We, we live, let me just tell you that we are a church who is rooted in the Word of God. We don't deviate from it. We don't get extra activities that are not uh, in the Word. Of, if it ain't in the Word, we ain't doing it. Bottom line. 
but we're also not an institution of Sunday Christians that come here, that come and we don't, we're not just church attenders. We are here because we believe in the God of the book of Acts that when the Spirit of God was poured out on the day of Pentecost, come on, literally, that was the birth of the church. And guess what? The supernatural power of God has not stopped since the book of Acts. It wasn't just good enough for the apostles and the early church. That power is still available to us and in a time and a season where other people are backing off the power of God, we are going to be like a John the Baptist ministry in the sense of we will not cower down. We will be a voice of truth for the glory of God. We will honour the glory. We will protect the glory. We will guard the glory. We will guard the anointing and we will allow the Spirit of God to move and we will allow the supernatural power of God to go and touch His people. Hallelujah. That's who we are. And when I say yes, I'm not coming to you with my notes this morning is because in case you didn't know that we must all become as living epistles for the King of Kings, that I'm not regurgitating something to you because I've got to read you some Scripture this morning and I will read you some so that you can go out and say, he did read a verse of Scripture just to help you out here this morning. The point of the matter is I've already quoted, I've already spoken so much Scripture already to you already. The point of the matter is, is that we've got to become, we've got to be, you know, the early apostles weren't coming with well-formulated messages to the early church in Jerusalem and those who they were converting from Judaism, the law, they were taking them out of the law of Moses, which apparently we have a crisis in the modern day church because the church now is trying to put them back into legalism and law and Judaism all over again. And I thought we were supposed to be delivered from that. The Apostle Paul fought for the, with the early church saying, stop going back to the law. Stop, don't you know it was for free? Freedom that Christ sets you free. But they weren't reading little poems and sermons on Sunday mornings to their congregation members. They ministered out of the overflow of the relationship of the one that they had inside of them. And that relationship manifested in the Word that you and I read. So what does that mean? We begin to become the living Word. We begin to take on the nature and character of God and we begin to speak with the same mind of the Spirit. Because to be detached from that truth is just to speak about the God of the Bible, but never have encountered Him yourself. Come on, we're taking the bat and we're swinging it every which way that we can, glory to God. We're not playing games and we're not messing around. We are here to possess the land that the Lord has given us and we will shout this truth from the mountaintops and those that need to be freed from the shackles of religion will come in and they will be no longer bound and they will come into a place where they can be free, where they can go back to their first love that they lost because religion doesn't put so much performance on them 
that they will be free from all of that back into their place of their first love where they're responding to God with their lives, no longer trying to achieve or earn and deserve, but know who their God is and how much He loves them and how much they wanna do for Him because of what He's done. It amazes me that people will come, listen to the sound of freedom and go back the next Sunday and sit under the slop of religion. Evidently, they're not hearing with the ear of the Spirit. Like a dog going back to its vomit. I'm saying it's time to get on board. It's time to understand that we've got to put our big boy pants on and it's time to say, I'm a part of this army, bless God. I want to get dirty for the kingdom and the kingdom's purpose. And whatever God wants me to do, I want to make myself available. Come on, come on, come on. And, and, and free from the idea that people are trying to use you for what you're good at and what you, no, 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 no. You're bringing what you're good at to the table so that the agenda, of the kingdom can advance. Hallelujah. And it takes us being in the spirit of unity to walk this thing through. Are, the, are, are there gonna be storms and will the seas be raging and will there be waves? Yes, there will be ra- waves. The seas will be raging. That There might be some torrential rain, which glory to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that You loose the heavens up, that You will bring some, some rain without devastation, that You will bring the rain in the name of Jesus. Let it come. Let the rain from heaven flow in the name of Jesus. I'm speaking about in the natural now. Which I'm very grateful that we're on the tail end of this dreadful heat. Thank you, Jesus. The AC unit's having a hard time dealing with it. And we thank you for putting up with it in Jesus' name. And I believe by the grace of God that we will not have to go through another season of dealing with this because we're gonna be somewhere else. Because by that time, we would have already crossed over to the other side. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm excited to be a part of this thing. I'm, exci- I'm excited to be a part of, of what God is bringing here. I'm so delighted and humbled that we get to be a part of what heaven is wanting to bring. So some of the Scriptures here, uh, without taking too much more time this morning, I I just want to read a couple of Scriptures for you, which will tie in with what I've said, which again is not part of my notes, but this stuff I did write down. Uh, Ecclesiastes, there we go. I'm actually officially quoting a Scripture for you this morning. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 12 says, Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Come on, there is power in unity. 
we will advance the kingdom of God in the spirit of unity. Uh, uh, Acts chapter 2, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were in one accord. That wasn't a Honda that they were talking about. Just saying. For those of you thinking it was a Honda Accord, they didn't have Honda Accords back then. Might have been a camel. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were in one accord and in one place and suddenly there came a sound. One accord, one place and suddenly. In other words, there was an army waiting in one accord. So we've got to be, we've got to watch ourselves in the season. This is the word that, this is, the, this is what heaven was speaking to me as I'm coming here today, just getting the mind of the Spirit for what, where we're going. You know, it, it's not that we have to read into anything, I will say this, but we've got to be aware of our adversary because he comes like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Are you with me? And if you think that the enemy wants this to happen, you've got another thing coming. So what will he do? He will try to disrupt the unity. You see, the bottom line is this, and this is where we have no fear over the forces of darkness because we know that it is not the obvious blatant, Satan is not gonna walk into this room because we will tell him to hit the road jack and don't come back. Are you with me? He's not gonna come saying, I'm the devil and I'm here to disrupt the unity. No, he's much more subtle that, and he works through us when we yield to thoughts, just like Peter has, get behind me, Satan. You are not mindful of the things of the Spirit. What are you saying? And are there consequences? And will it disrupt the unity of the house? Come on, somebody. We've got to treat what God is doing here with glory. We've got to treat the, the glory with, 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 with a holy fear. And let me remind you that before you throw accusation at anybody about anything, should the enemy try to come and use you to bring a disruption to the unity, let me tell you, the same grace they need is the same grace you need. Because the moment you start reacting like that, you operate in self-righteousness thinking that you're better than the other person. Don't do it. Oh, somebody's getting really quiet here. This is the Word of the Lord. And this is the way. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is the way. Come on. That's kingdom. Let me tell you, this is the way. That's kingdom right there. This is the way. You think that, you think that uh, the Mandalorian came up with that on his own? No, I'm sorry. That's ours. The, this is the way of the kingdom. 
today we are talking the, the kingdom of God. His kingdom now, His kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And He uses us to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We are the kingdom. You are the kingdom. I am the kingdom. We are the kingdom. And Jesus said today, the kingdom has come to you. And we must be able to be that living epistle that wherever we go, glory to God, today the kingdom has come to you. By the way, that scripture on the roaring lion is in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 through 8, casting all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you and says, yeah, be sober, be on the alert, all right? Now, let me just help you here that when we are sober and the alert, that doesn't mean we wake up. Have y'all ever heard that tune before? All right. So that doesn't mean that we wake up looking for a devil behind every corner. It just means posture yourself and be conscious that you do not become a vessel that will say the wrong thing when the enemy brings thoughts to your mind. Discern with the spirit of wisdom before you say anything and disrupt whatever God's wanting to do. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I'm almost done here, I promise. Is this okay? Yes. Let me read this last scripture for you here this morning. And I'm doing this intentionally here this morning because the Spirit of the Lord is wanting us to understand where we were at. And He's actually saying prophetically to us, guard the glory, guard the anointing, guard the unity, protect it. (laughs) And that is kind of like putting me like over the edge here, like going, okay, Lord, something's going to go down. Not a negatively, not negatively. In other words, we are going to have to, let me tell you, whatever God has for us next, it's going to require going and marching together in unity, whether it makes sense to your head or not. Because I tell you what, right now, this is not pride. This is that we want to do what king, the kingdom wants us. But listen, if not that we're going to go down. Let me just say this. We're not going down. Oh, no, no, no. We're not going down. But I'm just using in the expression. If we were to go down, we'd rather go down on the Titanic than on a canoe. Come on. I mean, go big or go home. That's all I'm saying. Because I've never met anybody that went down on a canoe that's got some major three-part series that the world has gone to the movies to watch about the guy that died on a canoe. I don't see a three-hour movie about the guy that died on his canoe. Come on. Mm-mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6 through 19. Come on. 
And this is my last scripture and I'm being, being very good for you this morning. I thank God for the wisdom of the Holy Spirit in speaking. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. I just honor you right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you're saying to us. Thank you for what you're speaking. I say that because I speak faster than I have time to think. And it's the Lord speaking to us. Come on, some of you want to get in the way of your own prophetic words. Speak, speak, let the river flow. Out of your belly flows rivers of living water, rivers. He says, don't worry about what you're going to say. When you get to the time and place, I will anoint. Just open your mouth and let it flow. These six things the Bible says the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination. In other words, let me just break this down for you here. These six things the Lord hates, and when it says, yea, verily, in the King James Version, yea, verily, seven are an abomination. What it's actually saying is the Lord hates six things, but the seventh is an abomination to Him. That's what it's saying. All right? It says, a proud look. A lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood and hurt people, a heart that devises wicked plans. In other words, you are operating by the spirit of witchcraft and you say things with intention in order to get a result that you are looking for. You will manipulate an outcome to get what you want. That is witchcraft. That's what witchcraft is. All right? And then feet that are swift to running to evil. You're always a part of the drama. Come on, I'm just... You run to everything there because you want to be a part of the gossip. A false witness who speaks lies and one who sows discord among the brethren. That one, God says, is an abomination the one who sows discord among the brethren. Come on, you're in the military. You know, you've got to keep rank and everybody's got to be on the same page and everybody's got to hold the line together because you understand this is the way. There's the chain of command. And let me tell you why God hates the one or uh, the, why God hates, uh, He doesn't hate the individual, are you with me? He hates the spirit operating through that person. The same spirit in a sense that operated through Peter when he said, far be it from you, Lord. Right. Oh, there was no harm in that. Come on, Peter was saying something that made logical sense. It sounded right. But yet God said, get thee behind me, Satan. He's saying, you are operating not by the Spirit of God, you are operating by a Luciferic carnal mind. Yes. 
Let me tell you why the Lord calls that one an abomination. Because Jesus died. He accomplished what He needed to accomplish at the cross, which brought us and ushered us into the age of the church, the new covenant. And He died and He said, the, you know, uh, as far as he said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So when you begin to operate in that spirit of abomination, you become as one while Jesus is laying brick by brick as his church is being built. Every time he turns around to put a brick up, you're taking a brick off. Oh, come on, somebody. I don't want to be the dude taking a brick off of the wall that Jesus is trying to build. You know, and I don't talk like this very often. But we have been dealing a lot with the subject of the fear of the Lord here recently. We sing about the fear of the Lord, it's out of the overflow. And please understand, I am here saying we are at the river bank and God is delivering a word to us which is surrounded under one direction, which is keeping the unity of the house for where we're going to so that you can get excited for the big things because guess what? Right now, we are that army that God is entrusting and making stewards to be faithful for what is about to come. You and I, God has found faithful. You and I, God has found faithful stewards over what is about to come. And guess what He's doing? He's, He's giving us a word from His own Scripture. Be sober and vigilant that the enemy doesn't come and rob you of this thing. That's what He's doing here today. And the gift of discernment isn't the gift of suspicion. Well, I wonder why he was talking about that today. I wonder if there's anybody doing that. No, get your head out of that place, please. Stop being governed by your head. Stop operating just like Peter did. You're operating with a carnal mind. Amen? Come out of that place. Come out, come up higher. Come up higher, come up higher. Somebody say this, we're crossing over. Glory to God. Glory to God. Don't look at me like, you know, like, come on, don't look at me. Look at me with joy, please. Smile. Jesus loves you. I've already told everybody I want to develop an app that uh, sends notifications to your phone and the notifications will look something like this. Smile, Jesus loves you. Or smile, people are watching right now. Let them know you're saved. I should stop saying that because somebody's going to go and do that app and make money off of it. It's my idea. I said it first. Let it be known for the record. We will keep this recorded and we will take you to town unless you give us shares. You have violated my 
my concept and we will take you to the bank as long as you give us shares. Thank you, Jesus. And yes, we'll have 90% of that company. Thank you. Or 51%. But anyway, come on. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, like it goes with what you said basically but it's a practical thing like in in this moment like in forward God wants us to be grounded in truth so like and that's corporately and individually so like truth and so you are a son and daughter of God you are the righteous so if someone says you're unrighteous that's a lie but it's also individually. God speaks to each one of us individually with promises. And what is his promises? Yes and amen. amen. So amen. this is important because going forward, the enemy, he likes to um, take take some of the truth and twist it. And, but he can't, he, he takes the truth from an outside perspective. So he can only see from an outside perspective. He cannot see the inside perspective, which is you know, what God sees and what God speaks to you. So he will always come at it from an outside perspective. So um, this is what God wants y'all to know as practically going forward in what Pastor Mark was saying. Come on. Let me tell you, I am beyond blessed by, by how we have been enriched by who you are all in this room. We love each and every one of you. And if time allowed, we would have coffee all day, every day with every one of you. We would do it. But what I'm trying to say is just know where we're coming from. We love every single one of you dearly. And, and, and this mission that the Lord is speaking cannot be accomplished by one man. And we're not trying to be that one man. We're trying to say, arise, saints, take your place. And let's do this together. Amen? Amen. Amen. But I'm excited because I haven't felt this kind of a nudging. It was almost like a, whether in the body or out of the body, it's the second time that that's happened while I've been preaching in this building. The one time I was preaching on a Sunday morning here and it was like almost, I came to this side of the building and as I turned around, it was almost like I was watching myself from the outside preaching and I actually had to come to myself Nobody would have noticed what happened. I actually, but I said, I don't know whether in the body or out of the body. I actually saw myself and God was giving me a glimpse. It was simply God saying, you're doing what I wanted you to do from the time, from time where time began. He was trying to show me. I was just from the outside watching a video right at the timetable of the Lord that I was doing what He was wanting me to do from the beginning of time. And the, 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 what I felt this morning is literally, it's a weird, I can hear the water. I can hear the water. We're at the river bank. I see the angels of God standing with us. We're not alone. There are more for us than are against us. And the battle is the Lord's. And I mean, it's no wonder God spoke those words because of what He's taking us into. Come on. Oh, shabakatai. Mm. All right. You know, it's a sign and a wonder when nobody's getting up or getting too antsy, but I'm gonna go, come on, can we, can we, can we, can we reverence this? Can we honour this? Can we say, okay, God, this is much bigger than me. 
This is not a me thing. This is not a you thing. This is an us thing. Amen? That's why we're having this conference called 300 this week. Now you guys want to stay, don't you? (laughs) All right. Okay. Well, guess what? I'll say this again. How many of you have ever seen an amen at the end of the book of Acts on the last chapter? It's not there. Why? Because we're still in the book of Acts. So, you know, in other words, in Him we live and move and have our being. Go in the power of the Spirit. Meditate on these things that have been spoken. Make sure that every time you're, you know, and and apply this to your own life. All right? And don't operate like Peter. Obviously, we know Peter was a great apostle of the Lord. Don't get me wrong. I'm just trying to say Peter, an apostle of the Lord, missed it. We can also miss it. But let's get it back. And then if we've said anything, cancel those things. Say, Father, in Jesus' Name, if I've spoken things that I haven't understood from my carnal mind, Lord, I repent. I'm sorry for that. I cancel those words in the Name of Jesus. Cancel them. Come on, reverse track on them. So you, I don't know, you deal, whatever it is that you've dealt with, you personally, I don't know. I, I'm not gonna be the judge of that and nor am I judging you. I'm saying reverse track on it. Take them back. Swallow them. Do a reverse matrix situation. Amen. Be blessed in the mighty Name of Jesus. Go in the power of the Spirit. And hallelujah. Be the army of the Lord. Be the hands and feet of Jesus. And then for those of you watching by way of live stream, we want to encourage you if you've been blessed today and those of you here, if you want to give, go to www.destinyrevivalministries. Click on the Your Support button where you can give safely and securely. Um, If you're here and you're writing out checks, make them out to DRM or Destiny Revival Ministries. Uh, The envelopes are to my right, your left. Just pop that in the offering box. And then if you're watching and you're in the United States as well as in the building, you can go ahead and text the word GIVE to 337-434-3777. You'll get a text back where you can click on a link to give safely and securely. God bless you. We love you. And Jesus is Lord. 